This is Point of View with Chris Berg. Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. Buckle up tonight, folks. We are going to do a deep, deep dive into what is the origin of COVID-19. We still do not have conclusive evidence as, hey, did this thing come from nature or did it come from a lab? I want to start here tonight. Did you know that as of right now, we've lost 3 million lives worldwide because of COVID-19? Over 580,000 of those lives are American lives because of COVID-19. Who knows how much treasure we've lost because this has absolutely decimated economy after economy after economy. It's been 17 months since we sort of found out about this at least, and we still have no conclusive evidence as to the origin. How does that make any sense? If you look at SARS-1, it took them four months to figure that out. Four months to figure out the host. Then you had MERS, that took nine months. Figured out where that came from. 17 months, probably one of the worst pandemics in the history of the civilization. We still cannot give you conclusive evidence. Says, hey, did this thing actually come from a bat? Did it come from nature? Or did it come from some lab? Was it a leak? And think about this for a moment. Our State Department went up to Alaska in March. Went to Alaska in March, sat down with a delegation from China. You wonder how many times they brought up COVID to the delegation from China? Yeah, that would be zero. They're sitting there when we know, at least all evidence, you know, purports that this thing came from Wuhan. They're sitting there with a Chinese delegation, our State Department, Secretary of State, and they don't bring up decimated lives in America. Think about your kids right now, and they don't bring up COVID one time to the Chinese delegation? I hope I know you're kind of going, why? That's strange. Why would they not do that? That seems absolutely bizarre. So I bring this up because there's a fascinating piece. I'm sure many of you saw it or heard about it at least. Tucker Carlson's monologue last night. So I want to share with you a piece here. We're going to dive into some of this um, piece, if you will. But then I'm going to bring it home to you to the heartland here in America. And I will explain how in a moment. Now, before I dive into this piece, he's asking the question about Pandora's box. Is this thing from nature? Is it from a lab? Before we get into any of this, it's really important to understand, which by the way, the author of this piece, Nicholas Wade, uh, wrote for Scientific Times, New York Times for 20 years. He's a journalist, he's got an extensive background, but he says very early on in the piece, look, because of the situation at hand, I cannot give you conclusive evidence one way or the other if this came from nature or if it came from a lab. So just so we're clear, there's still not conclusive evidence after 17 months, which I said earlier, but I do want to share some of the important data with you here because it does lead back to the fact that there is a very high likelihood, okay, we're going to get to a clip in a moment here, but a very high likelihood that your tax dollars, at least American uh, persons, agencies, were actually funding the Wuhan lab. Now, we're going to get into semantics here in a moment, but I think it's important to know that our money is being sent over there. And here I want to show, we can bring this piece back up. I want to share some of this with you to, to show you what I'm referring to uh, specifically, and that is this. So there's a woman by the name of Shi Zhang Li, otherwise known as Bat Lady. She works with a guy from the University of North Carolina, an eminent coronavirus researcher. Okay, and I'm going to read from you from this piece to prove to you how you and I have been funding things over in Wuhan now for at least several years. So it says this, she, the woman I just talked to, referred to the bat lady, returned to her lab at the Wuhan Institute of Virology and resumed the work she had started on genetically engineering coronaviruses to attack human cells. And then he says, how can we be so sure? I'm quoting the piece now. Because by a strange twist in the story, her work was funded by the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, a part of the U.S. 
National Institute of Health. And grant proposals, grant proposals, taxpayer money that funded her work, which are a matter of public record, specify exactly what she planned to do with the money. This is an extensive piece. It's like, I don't know, 40, 49 pages. One more thing I want to share with you because this name is important because I do want to be fair tonight and give you both sides of this conversation, okay? The grants were assigned to a prime contractor, Peter Daszak of the EcoHealth Alliance, who subcontracted sub them to she. In a moment here, I'm going to play for you. It's a long clip, but I want to play for you in its entirety because I just talked about a moment ago. We lost 3 million people worldwide, 580,000 Americans, immeasurable amount of treasure because of this COVID-19 situation, okay? So I want to give you full context as we're going to dive into, like I said, a deep dive into the situation. Now, to be fair, hopefully we've got these tweets, uh, Producer AJ, but Peter Daszak, the gentleman I just mentioned from EcoHealth Alliance, he is going out there and, and sharing his point of view, to be fair. He says here, excellent thread debunking another line of argument in Wade's, the author of who I just shared the piece with you, biased, disingenuous, and wildly erroneous piece. He goes on to say the NIH response to another reporter today confirming they did not, did not fund gain-of-function work via the EcoHealth New York's grant at the Wuhan virus lab. This is the correct protocol. NIH decides if a grant contains gain-of-function work or not. I know we're getting a little bit heady here, but just stay with me like I said. Hold on to your seatbelt saying We're going to dive into this because it's so important. Now, another person tweeted out, look, their response confirms only it's impossible for us to be aware of all their activities. What's fascinating about Peter Daszak, folks, is that we talked about this before in the show, the World Health Organization, in other words, known as the CCP organization, if you catch my drift, we all know that they're puppets for the CCP, only allowed Peter Daszak to be part of the American investigation into the origins of the COVID-19, um, where it came from. And we talked about this a while back. We went through a little bit of that uh, World Health Organization report, and even they said, hey, as of right now, it's inconclusive. And you and I both know, you and I both know, they would love to come out and say, hey, this is thing is completely 100% from nature. They couldn't do that even in their own report. So I wanted to set up all this context for you. Before we do, I want to play for you a clip from the former CDC director, Robert Redfield, so he can share with you his point of view on where he believes this came from. Then I'm going to play the clip for you of uh, Senator Rand Paul. He's a doctor. He had a somewhat combative conversation earlier today with Dr. Fauci in a Senate hearing. So I want you to hear all of that. And then I'm going to bring this home to the heartland. Then I'm going to bring it home to the heartland and why it's important for you and I here in our area. So first, here's former, former CDC Director Robert Redfield on CNN asked about the origins of COVID-19. I am of the point of view that I still think the most likely uh, etiology of this pathogen in Wuhan was a, from a laboratory. Um, you know, escaped. Uh, the other people don't believe that. That's fine. Science will eventually figure it out. It's not unusual for respiratory pathogens that are being worked on in a laboratory to infect the laboratory worker. He said science will eventually figure that out. And it will. That was my point in the beginning of this. SARS-1 took us four months. MERS took us nine months. We're 17 months in. We still don't have conclusive evidence. By the way, let me ask you, where is the intense, intense, specific, focused investigation into the origins of COVID-19? Do you know of one? And don't tell me the World Health Organization because they're a puppet for the CCP. Is there a legitimate, unbiased investigation into the origins of COVID-19? Because I don't know of one right now. If you do, please let me know. Now, 
Again, this is a longer clip, but I think it's very, very important because you've got Senator Rand Paul, who's a doctor, okay, but we're very well versed in this stuff, and Dr. Fauci um, having a conversation because Senator Rand Paul earlier today, one Adam said, hey, why are we uh, investing money into the Wuhan Institute of Virology? Are you doing some of this extra? Uh, I mentioned earlier the, the funding around the go-to. So here's this clip. Uh, it's a little bit longer, but pay attention, and we'll talk about it on the other side. Dr. Fauci, we don't know whether the pandemic started in a lab in Wuhan or evolved naturally, but we should want to know. Three million people have died from this pandemic, and that should cause us to explore all possibilities. Instead, government authorities, self-interested in continuing gain-of-function research, say there's nothing to see here. Gain-of-function research, as you know, is juicing up naturally occurring animal viruses to infect humans. To arrive at the truth, the U.S. government should admit that the Wuhan Virology Institute was experimenting to enhance the coronavirus's ability to infect humans. Juicing up super viruses is not new. Scientists in the U.S. have long known how to mutate animal viruses to infect humans. For years, Dr. Ralph Barrick, a virologist in the U.S., has been collaborating with Dr. Shi Zengli of the Wuhan Virology Institute, sharing his discoveries about how to create super viruses. This gain-of-function research has been funded by the NIH. The collaboration between the U.S. and the Wuhan Virology Institute continues. Doctors Barrick and Xi worked together to insert bat virus spike protein into the backbone of the deadly SARS virus and then used this man-made supervirus to infect human airway cells. Think about that for a moment. The SARS virus had a 15% mortality. We're fighting a pandemic that has about a 1% mortality. Can you imagine if a SARS virus that's been juiced up and had viral proteins added to it, to the spike protein, if that were released accidentally? Dr. Fauci, do you still support funding of the NIH funding of the lab in Wuhan? Senator Paul, with all due respect, you are entire, entirely and completely incorrect that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute Do they fund of Dr. Barrick? We do not fund... Do you fund gain, Dr. Barrett's gain-of-function research? Dr. Barrett does not doing gain-of-function research, and if it is, it's according to the guidelines, and it is being conducted in North Carolina, not You don't think inserting in a bat virus spike protein that he got from the Wuhan Institute into the SARS virus is gain-of-function? That you is would not... You the minority because at least 200 scientists have signed a statement from the Cambridge Working yeah. Group saying that it is gain-of-function. Well, it is not. And if you look at the grant and you look at the uh, progress reports, it is not gain-of-function, despite the fact that people tweet that. So do you still support it. sending money to the Wuhan Virology Institute? We do not send money now to the, the Wuhan uh, do Virology Institute. you support Institute. sending money? We did, under your tutelage. We were sending it through EcoHealth. It was a sub-agency right. and a sub-grant. Do you support that the money from NIH that was going to the Wuhan Institute? Let me explain to you why that was done. The SARS-CoV-1 originated in bats in China. It would have been irresponsible of us if we did not investigate the bat viruses 
and the serology to see who might have been or, infected Or perhaps it would be responsible to send it to the Chinese government that we may not be able to trust with this uh, knowledge and with this uh, incredibly dangerous viruses. Government scientists like yourself who favor gain-of-function research... I don't favor gain-of-function research in China. You are saying naturally. things that are not correct. Government defenders of gain-of-function, such as yourself, say that COVID-19 uh, mutations were random and not designed by man. But interestingly, the technique that Dr. Barrick developed forces mutations by serial passage through cell culture that the mutations appear to be natural. In fact, Dr. Barrick named the technique the noceum technique because the mutations appear naturally. Nicholas Baker in the New York Magazine said nobody would know if the virus had been fabricated in a laboratory or grown in nature. Government authorities in the U.S., including yourself, unequivocally deny that COVID-19 could have escaped a lab. But even Dr. Xi in Wuhan wasn't so sure. According to Nicholas Baker, Dr. Xi wondered, could this new virus have come from her own laboratory? She checked her records frantically and found no matches. That really took a load off my mind, she said. I had not slept for days. The director of the gain-of-function research in Wuhan couldn't sleep because she was terrified that it might be in her lab. Dr. Barrick, an advocate of gain-of-function research, admits the main problem that the Institute of Virology has is the outbreak occurred in close proximity. What are the odds? Barrick responded, could you rule out a laboratory escape? The answer in this case is probably not. Will you, in front of this group, categorically say that the COVID-19 could not have occurred through serial passage in a laboratory? I do not have any accounting of what the Chinese may have done, and I'm fully in favor of any further investigation of what went on in China. However, I will repeat again, the NIH and NIAID categorically has not funded gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of but Virology. We do support it in the U.S. We have 11 labs doing it, and you have allowed it here. We have a committee to do it, but the committee has granted every exemption. You're, you're fooling with Mother Nature here. You're allowing super viruses to be created with a 15% mortality. It's very dangerous. I think it was a huge mistake to share this with China, and it's a huge mistake to allow this to continue in the United States. And we should be very careful to investigate where this virus came from. I fully agree that you should investigate where the virus came from, but again, we have not funded gain-of-function research on this virus in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So he fully supports an investigation. Game on. Let's see it. Let's do it. Here's one of the issues that I wanted to mention at the top of the show. This Batwoman lady, Sheng Li, all her documents, all her information that she has, sealed. Sealed. Do you think the WHO is going to go get it? Probably not. So, Dr. Fauci, you can say what you want, but let's see some action about a full investigation. Now, let's bring this home for a moment, okay? We're talking about a lab in Wuhan where they're studying, obviously, bio diseases, coronaviruses, things of that nature. Now, there's also, if we can bring this graphic up, please, they want to move from Plum Island right now. It's called a National Bio and Agro Defense Facility to cattle country, right in the middle of cattle country in Kansas. This is our title of this article, Hot Zone in the Heartland. If you want to go read this, I would encourage you to do so. I'm going to share with you a couple clips because of limited time. But this lab will be studying 
bio type of situations. Let me put it that way to be nice. You can make national bio and agro defense facility. Okay, they can have all the security, but here's the thing. When you have a bio lab, can there be leaks? And we're gonna put it in the middle of cattle country. Here's some excerpts from this clip. Stopping the spread of food and mouth disease is particularly difficult. One of the things they would study. It's capable of traveling on a trouser leg or a mud splash tire. After an outbreak in 2001, British farmers were forced to kill some 6 million sheep, cattle, and pigs, burying their carcasses in mass graves or burning them in pyres. If the disease were found among American cattle, the beef industry, worth about six to eight, $68 billion annually, would immediately shut down. I want to share with you one more expert just because of limited time here, but here's something else from this article. Again, if you want to read this, I would encourage you to do so. Again, what they have in this lab could be the most high-tech ever. Maybe there won't be a leak. But I think it's important to see some different points of view. Bring the graphic up one more time, please. It says here, um, many scientists found it baffling that anyone would consider installing a high containment animal disease laboratory in the middle of livestock country. It doesn't make any sense. It's just insane, said Laura H. Kahn, a physician and research scholar at Princeton University's program on science and global security. Abigail Conrad, who was a devel developmental biologist at K-State when the Department of Homeland Security was making its choice to put it in Manhattan, Kansas, said that the decision defies reason. Her husband, Gary, also a biologist, called it beyond ludicrous, almost criminal, and genuinely stupid, quote, unquote. Again, could be a 100% fine. Something may never happen. This is going to go online in 2023. But I think it's important, at least, that we're aware of going, we're going to take a level four bio lab from a place that was on an island outside of New York and put it in the middle of Manhattan, Kansas, even knowing what we know now, with a possibility, again, it's not conclusive, but possibility of what happened in Wuhan. Would love to know your point of view on all this. I mean, it disgusts me that it's 17 months out from probably the worst pandemic in the history of civilization, and we don't know the origin yet, and I can't even tell you if there's a serious, unbiased investigation into it. <laughs> all right, please share your point of view with us. Very easy to do. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.